Welcome to the Irish Occupational Therapy Podcast, hosted by me, Jen Trecek, and me, Irene Rutledge. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the world of occupational therapy, sharing the latest research and techniques, and providing insights into the many ways that occupational therapy can help people of all ages live more fulfilling and meaningful lives. Whether you are a practicing occupational therapist, a student of occupational therapy, or simply curious about this fascinating field, this podcast is for you. We'll be interviewing experts in the field, sharing stories from the front lines of occupational therapy practice, and providing tips and advice for anyone looking to get the most out of their therapy. So sit back, relax, and join us on this exciting journey into the world of occupational therapy in Ireland. So today on the Irish Occupational Therapy Podcast, we're delighted to have Emma Connolly. Emma is an occupational therapist um, and a hairdresser and has set up an amazing um, sensory hair salon, Flourish and Be. So we're just going to talk to Emma about the whole process and, you know, what a sensory hair salon is um, and understand a little bit more about her role as an OT within that. So, Emma, you're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. So tell us a little bit about how you came to this point of opening Flourish and Be. Tell us about your journey. So like I've always been deeply passionate about becoming an occupational therapist because I firmly believe that everyone, regardless of their abilities or disabilities, deserves the opportunity to live a life that is both fulfilling and joyful. Okay, and like my goal, my own personal values and the role of the OT empowers people to overcome these challenges maximize their potential and participate in activities that make them happy so just like everyone else that you know may or may not be able to engage in activities to basically overall have a meaningful quality of life so my journey began with helping individuals um engage and participate in with sensory processing challenges okay so throughout my career I specialized in autism diagnostics and intervention and I would have had the opportunity to work with children and adults who struggled with sensory sensitivities. Um, and I suppose just through that whole process, I would have noticed a common theme, um, which which basically was that many, many of, of the clients that I was working with experienced anxiety and discomfort during routine activities. Um, and in particular, getting a haircut. And I've been told hundreds of stories about the stress that this activity brings to households. Um, and you could really hear the heartache in parents' voices telling me their experiences. So I suppose like me working as an OT, working in the area of autism, um, both in diagnostic and intervention, I suppose I recognised the need for a more inclusive and, and sensory friendly hair salon. So I did a lot of research. I looked around. There's a few places that that do cater for children with autism. Um, but I suppose it's it was it for me it was it just wasn't quite enough and for families it wasn't enough it wasn't meeting the individual needs it was it was kind of superficial I suppose um and then that inspired me really to kind of say like you know what I think we we can we can do more you know we can definitely do more so I kind of decided to open one myself um so the idea kind of came from my desire to create a safe space where individuals of all ages could receive their hair care services um, without being overwhelmed by the sensory stimuli, you know. So I suppose you're kind of merging the two, um, 
together. <laughs> Emma, do you oversee the hairdressers um, or do, are you, do you work in there yourself or how does it work on a day-to-day basis? So the day-to-day kind of running of it is, right? So um, I suppose because my background is 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 OT, um, I had the privilege of using my expertise and my knowledge to design and establish the salon, okay? Um, so my understanding and knowledge in the sensory processing challenges, accommodating, you know, diverse needs, adapting environments, that allowed me to set up the, the, the platform as such of Flourish and Be. Then the hairdressers that are working for me, I work really, really closely with them. So we would have done a lot of training and a lot of like um, CPD um, around all the different types of, of people that exist in the world that can come through your door at any time. Um, and I suppose the hairdressers, they work with the clients and it's open for everybody. So it's an inclusive salon. So people with all needs and no needs are, are, are coming through our doors. And my role is to kind of help and guide based on the individual profile of that person um and then the hair the hairdresser um like Claire she, she's our main our main lead hairdresser and um she she works in with her with her skills around the actual hair cutting itself just to roll it back a little bit so um if somebody's coming in I suppose a lot of neurotypical people might not understand why is getting a haircut so difficult for some people why is it a challenge? So I suppose if you look at um, our sensory systems and everything that's involved in that, and we interpret our environment through our senses, okay? And some people have absolutely no difficulty with that. And other people like really, really have either hypo or hypo. So like like a lot of responses are under responsive to that um, sensory element of it, okay? So say, for example, somebody with autism, they might have... Uh, sensitivity towards the noise the sound the smells the busyness and close proximity to the hairdresser right so there's a lot of elements to the hair hair um hair cutting experience as a whole that actually can be quite overwhelming um for for children and adults um and I suppose we would have seen like people who dread haircuts coming in and now they're they're not ready it anymore because we grade and adapt that activity. So that's that's our speciality as OTs is to do that activity analysis piece. And then we 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 break that down in terms of the individual profile for the client coming in. Um but I suppose for people who who don't understand that, um basically it's like the the, the most the most prominent is the noise, like hairdressers. If we think of the hairdressing environment, it's very loud, it's very busy. Mm-hmm. There isn't much space to move around. You're in between like somebody getting their hair color here, somebody get it blow dry there. You know, um, it's very, very busy and can be very overwhelming for people. And I suppose that's what we're working on is to create an environment that's very calm and very supportive. Because there's a really particular smell as well when you go into a salon, is it kind of wet hair and then all the products and it just feels warm. It's it's a you know, it, it is a really unique um environment that we go into. Absolutely. There's lots of bright lights as well, you know, um, and I suppose practically like if you go into the shopping centres, you go into the fancy hairdressers, it's it's all like, wow, bright, vibrant, busy. And like yeah. that, 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 that's like really, really difficult for people to navigate then if you've got sensory um, sensitivities underlying, you know. 
Emma, for parents, when they're preparing to bring their child along to your hair salon, um, I know some of the autistic children and young people that I work with, the language that we use is very important. Mm -hmm. And often we just um, by default talk about getting our hair cut. Are there any tips that you could offer for any parents listening um, or any suggestions that you already give to the parents that attend your salon with their children? How do they prepare their child to make it the most success really for their hairdressing appointment? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we we offer support for families before the appointment, before they ever come in. OK, um, we offer that support during it and as well after. So obviously every case would be different depending on whether they actually get a haircut or not it might be more about the long-term journey getting used to the environment coming in but I suppose just to kind of prepare your child um for getting a haircut um regular visits to the salon without a hair appointment so just popping in having a look coming away um getting to know the faces of the staff maybe looking at photos online um we send videos um families on whatsapp so that they have a really good visual um we introduce the staff we show them all the different tools and strategies that we use in the salon uh we also send out visual uh social stories um about the whole process from start to finish in terms of the hair cutting um process itself for that activity um so we send them all that beforehand we also um really recommend and i'd really advise people that if you have a child or if you yourself have um a preference for a sensory need okay so if you if you have a preference if you have something you don't like make sure to let the staff know before you come in okay so they're prepared then for you coming in and also like they can turn off the radio they can turn down the lights they can so for a child for example if they absolutely love um peppa pig then we'd have Peppa Pig ready to rock and roll on the tablet, ready for them to come in, or we might have toys or we might have books. Um, or we can include that um, like motivational factor to come in as part of the, the social story that we send out to them. Um, so I suppose the more information that you can give um, the hair salon before you come in, the better. Um, terminology, sorry, just to, about the language as well. <clears throat> um, hair cut, so the word cut itself can be very overwhelming for kids and it's it's kind of scary. Like if you don't understand what's happening and if it's something new that you're going to engage in, you know, language is very, very important. So what we tend to do is we don't use the word cut Um really we try to come away and we'll say well let's make your hair a bit healthier today by making it shorter you know or we might take away the little pieces at the end that um might make your hair less strong you know so let's make it really strong and healthy and let's make it a little bit shorter to do that you know what I mean so it's really like explaining what you're doing bit by bit but without the kind of fear factor and um then as well the um the scissors and clippers like scissors I'm going to cut you with scissors you know cut your hair using the scissors that that that's that's very scary for kids especially um so I suppose preparation for that again can happen in the home so like getting the scissors you know cutting paper engaging in fun activities with the scissors that you're not afraid of a scissors as such um and again, I suppose um, what we do is we 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 encourage people to come into us regularly so that they can actually see what we use without ever like needing to sit down in a seat or anything like that. You know that that they that they're well prepared and they they really have that understanding of what's going to happen. 
Um, there are lovely strategies that are going to be really helpful to other hairstylists, hairdressers and parents. And then in the session, when they're in the hair in your salon, um, what about structure within that so that the child or young person knows when the process is going to finish? Um, visual supports are useful, I'm sure, for that. Yeah, so we have visual supports. So like we have the visual visual supports. We do a lot of um first and then we use a timer the timer is usually um the most effective actually inside there so you know the countdown timers um and we'll say so we're going to do this for five minutes and once five minutes is up like we're done now it could be three minutes two minutes like it, it obviously depends on on the child coming in so it's obviously tailored um specifically in terms of like how far we can actually go with this appointment you know so it might take a couple of times um, before the actual goal of the haircut is is completed, but um, the time the timer actually is is really really effective. We have an interactive bubble tube as well, um, that has all the fiber optics, and it, there's a tablet attached to it. That there's different games that we can play, um, particularly helpful with children who don't have their words yet, um, but there's also timers on that, and it's really just fun and engaging. Like our absolute like like most important thing that happens on a day-to-day -day is that the child is child-led okay so if there's tears if there's upset if he's dysregulated we stop like we absolutely it's a hundred percent child-led um which I suppose can be difficult actually for some parents we've experienced that um they want to come in and get a haircut and it might not happen and mm. then they're kind of like oh I thought like we'd get it done here you know, and it's like, yeah. yes, but like it's it's that education piece as well. And that's why it's so, so important um, for us to give that consultation before they come in and to give that support and that they know what to expect when they come in and that it might take a couple of appointments. Um, it might take six months, it might take a year, it might take two goes, like everyone will be different. But it's really, really important, I suppose, that we emphasize the mental health and well-being of the clients and we just go where we can go with them. Um, that's that's our number one priority. That's so important because I can understand from a parental perspective, it's kind of the pressure that they feel and, you know, a, a big build up and, and often, I guess, parents are just really frustrated with, yeah. you know, not feeling able to do something really, what sounds really simple. And I suppose then there's the piece of like, we've changed our, the environment, right? So like our, the salon environment that we work in is absolutely like, like there's there's always more that you can do but we've changed all the light fix fixtures and fittings we've taken out um the old fixtures we've replaced them with dimmable led really soft cam lighting we don't have music playing generally at all unless we need to turn it on for um for a, a child but generally it's not on so when you go in there on a typical day it's very calm you hear the bubbles in the background it's very quiet very soft so the like we have novelty chairs we have regular chairs we have a gaming station we have you name it right we've we've kind of so many options um and the expectation then is like oh well we'll definitely get it done here but mm. it, it like the environment can be enough for one person and it can help another but but not yeah. address the underlying and I suppose that's where our service is so different as well and I suppose just from like the OT perspective like that's our expertise is to work with the individual um and to include like you know sensory diet and work work with families on the underlying skills so that they can then kind of get their haircut anywhere that they don't have to come in here you know that that, that it's a lifelong skill at the end of the day you're working on that they grade it up 
Yeah. Sounds amazing. I mean, your salon sounds absolutely fab. I wonder, have you had many other salon owners or hairdressers coming and talking to you and kind of looking at what they can do differently? Yeah, so come September now, um, I have a lot of bookings for September. So I suppose part of Flourish and Be. So if we were to look at my business, so I'm in private practice, I've got my private OT practice where I see families um, support schools and different businesses in environmental adaptions and then just you know general OT um pediatric and adult work and then um we flourish and be which is an umbrella from that which is the salon environment and through that then I'm delivering education through flourish and be academy so that's for um other salon owners other hairdressers so it's a CPD course that they can engage in and what we're doing is working in their environment looking at their facilities how they operate day to day and then we're kind of like adapting their service and including like tools and strategies that they can use, empowering them as hairdressers. Because I suppose what what people tend to forget, like a hairdresser's role here is so, so important. It's not just the, the hairstyle. OK, so the hairstyle, of course, is, is important. OK, but think about the clients that are coming in and they're sitting in your seat for how long, like you're you just have such an important role in their day in terms of how they feel and like their experience of being in your company being in your salon and you know whether they leave distressed or they leave empowered or they leave feeling that their needs are met I think like this is important for all businesses you know but a hairdresser's role like you're working very closely with somebody you're in very close proximity you know you might be listening to stories that they're telling you whether you're the parent or, or a child telling you about a school trip or you know maybe you're a young adult and like you're like navigating yourself in the world and you're expressing your creativity through your hair um you know I think the, the role of the hairdresser is just so so vital for them to be empowered and to know really like how to adapt their service to to make it more inclusive for everybody that comes in the door because at the end of the day you know whether you you have autism or ADHD or you've you've no no differences at all um you're neurotypical neurodiverse like every person that comes in your door is different and yeah. everybody is going to experience that appointment differently and that environment is going to affect every person differently so I think you know like my my goal is to absolutely empower hairdressers and salon owners um you know to, to just upskill in that area and it's better for their business and it's better for the customer experience as well so I was in the RDS um, last year. I would have been on the main stage um, just highlighting our service. And we have a load of bookings through that. And come September, then um, we'll be rolling out the academy then to other salon owners and hairdressing colleges as well. I love what you're saying there, Emma, because, you know, um, when you talk about the, the bubble tube and, and the special chairs and, um, you know, the, the iPads and all of that, that can sound very expensive um, yeah. and uh, you know I'm sure it's very costly and, and yours is kind of the Rolls Royce but yeah. it sounds like there's so much that a, a, a bog standard ordinary business business owner can do just in terms of understanding and the compassion that they have that they show and the respect that they show in terms of adapting slight tweaks so it doesn't have to be a really expensive cost in order to meet the needs of somebody. 100% and I suppose like ours, ours is the Rolls Royce and I suppose that's just because 
I use it for therapy as well you know so um it's kind of ticking both boxes for me and I suppose if I wanted to kind of make an impact and really really just show what can be done um with little tweaks in an environment so I suppose like a lot of businesses are engaging in training um to support their business and being autism friendly okay but I suppose like it's, it, it can be quite superficial and I we I think as a nation we need to bring it to another level um and you know expand the hours that we're reducing the noise for the lighting for mm -hmm. you know empowering all staff to be able to work with all people and obviously you're going to have different professions with different expertise and that that's that's another story but I suppose like just for your general day-to-day -day running of a business you should be able to um incorporate the most simple strategies into your day can actually just change someone else's day for the better that that consultation beforehand okay so for to just just bring it back to the hairdressing um environment okay you spend so much time consulting about the color and and the you know your hair type and the condition of it and you know what kind of a cut you want and the you know the outcome that you're looking for it's all about the hair okay it's about the hair and the scalp doesn't come any lower than that in terms of our our needs what we want what we don't like about being here what I feel awkward I'm in the seat right now and I don't know what you're talking to me about you know you're you're using language um in the hairdressing world like say for example I'm going to use a cool tone I'm going to just tone it we won't do this we'll do that and it's like like that unless you're in that industry like what do you mean a cool I don't want my hair to be cold like you know we would have experienced people completely misunderstanding you know the hair the hair process for that appointment based on language alone you know yeah and I suppose it's just to be more mindful that you know if you are going to use terminologies in your workplace you need to break them down you need to show exactly what you mean you need to have that consultation piece so you do that really well with your hair so it's about pushing that out further so again the appointments you know sending out questionnaire afterwards how did you feel is there anything we can I think a lot of businesses do that you know for feedback but I suppose if you were to go to the start of the appointment and actually link in with them before they ever come in you know when they're making an online booking for example you can have a section on your booking system that says is there anything that you need from us today do you need quieter space do you prefer to talk do you prefer to keep quiet would you like to listen to your um a podcast or you know radio yeah. station or would you like a magazine like you know you're kind of looking at all the different things actually so that when you come in you're not awkward going I just don't want to talk to anybody but I feel I have to whereas if you've kind of informed people beforehand actually this person comes in and they they love to um sit and read and be quiet so that's what we'll do we'll just do the little intro at the start about the hair constellation and then zip you know um, I love that because not just for um neurodiverse people but you know yeah. a lot of people with anxiety and, oh, and yeah. those expectations you know I know people who hate going in because yeah. I'm gonna have to talk about my holidays and I don't want to do that yes. and, and it's, it's so uncomfortable yeah, 100% and I think that's nearly the go-to um are you going anywhere for the summer it's like the go-to <laughs> question and it's like am I going yeah I'm probably going lots of places but what do you quite mean so like you've got lots yeah. of kind of you know internal questions going not quite sure what you're asking me and then it's like I don't want to talk maybe I can't afford to go anywhere maybe something happens at home that that's prohibited from happening so I suppose you're you're just kind of really just upping the awareness in terms of like those social conversations that mean no harm that yeah. absolutely are like grand for some I suppose it's, it's just it's just to be more aware 
and to change your style based on and who's in front of you and to read the room like it's really important to read the room and, and sometimes that doesn't happen in a salon environment because it's so busy there's so much multitasking going on there's so many so much demands on the hairdresser they fall into autopilot which is completely understandable because it's such a busy environment yeah. I suppose that's that's my role um with the academy is to to kind of empower them to like to embrace that you know um the creativity and to bring their skills to the next level you know Emma could you share with us a success story so an experience that you have um within Flourish and Bay about maybe perhaps maybe you've changed a family's life you you really feel that you made a difference and that Flourish and Bay changed their hairdressing experience yeah I'm there's there's a lot of them to be honest with you um but I suppose there's one in particular I, I won't say names but like we've been deeply moved um by the feedback of this family and the reactions okay because they they actually would have traveled about an hour and 20 minutes to another hair salon to get a hair appointment um before we opened um because the environment was a little bit more child-friendly um and it was it was a it was a wasted journey because it was it was so far away. The staff were amazing in terms of like the environment and having all the distractions, but didn't know how to actually grade their 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 skills to manage the child, uh, not manage the child, manage the haircut. You know, just the, the kind of whole scenario. So it was kind of stressful. But they kept going, thinking that you know, um, you know, maybe next time it'll be better. But I suppose look, just just time like it's an hour and a half up an hour and a half down it's three hours in the car alone child is dysregulated so he's an autistic boy um and anyway he came they came the family came to us um to see look you know maybe this place might might actually work and I suppose just with the setup of the environment and just the different kind of with different stations within the salon um and different supports and tools around the place he was instantly calmed when he came in so he had a busy, very busy um journey again coming to us it was a shorter journey than the previous one but it was still a car journey and um he was like need, needing a lot of movement when he came in we have a little mini trampoline inside for those clients that need that output um our input from from the trampoline so they um he would have went on the trampoline he would have seen a few games that he was able to play on the playstation and then the bubble tube so that interactive bubble tube and i get like that's not going to work for everybody but just it just from our from our experience how it really really helped to calm and regulate him and the difference that that made was that on his very first appointment with us he was in he was calm he was regulated and he actually allowed Claire, the hairdresser, to come over and sit next to him, which is something that like wouldn't be ever like would never. It would take a lot of time to build up to that and um, close proximity to people. So she came and she sat next to him and all they did for the first day actually um, was sat there and they just kind of acknowledged each other's company. And Claire would have, you know, just showed him different elements um, on the tablet. And they played a little um, kind of a, a visual game with when you kind of follow your finger along the path. And so then um, that was that appointment. Then they came back a couple of weeks later and he was like looking forward to coming in. Like this is feedback from the parents. He, he was actually excited about coming in to Flourish and Be. And we we're like, no way, like it's only a second appointment. Then he came in anyway, and sat into the seat and he ended up getting a full blown haircut. And we were like, oh, like, 
like just the, the difference that it made because his hair was very long it was getting into his food it was you know they had real difficulty just managing it with the length you know so he was okay with washing he was okay with water he actually loves water so really liked like the, the that side of the the grooming the self-care activities of washing the hair was fine but just that cutting was like no go area it was getting very very long getting in the way um and yeah, like his second appointment, he got like his proper haircut. Um, and we we always like encourage, like I said before, it's child led. So everything that we do, we only do with 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 the consent of the child, really. So like down to the gowns. So we've all our gowns on a little card that they um pick out themselves which one would they'd like. So they're all novelty with different um like science or animals or food or whatever on it, and they pick their own gown, they pick their own seat, they they let us know when they're ready to start, you know, we show them everything, they can hold everything themselves, you know, we we really, really, really make a child-led, um, but yeah, second appointment, he got his hair cut, and he's been coming quite regularly since, actually, um, and we actually got a video um, recently from the mom saying, you, you, you might like to see this, and he, she recorded the, the boy, at home and like he was literally bouncing from the couch to the Davine bag and back and he was running around because he had a hair appointment tomorrow you know and like it made the difference basically yeah. is that it comes from not getting a haircut and having an absolute fear to to just come enjoying the process yeah. And offering, yeah I love the, yeah. all those examples of offering choice and letting yeah. the child feel in control and I think that's a perfect example Emma of your skills as an occupational therapist and the difference that can make to the hairdressing experience you know before we start anything it's about regulation isn't it absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and maybe without those skills and expertise people launch into the actual task mm-hmm. and you're fighting a losing battle yeah and I think I think that 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 is the key really is we have the clinical knowledge and the expertise matched with the physical environment matched with the hair um the hair skills of the hairdresser and it's it's that collaborative approach it's everything working together but it's supporting the families beforehand and educating the families so that they know our approach and that we're not actually just going to do a generic one one box mm-hmm. for all and it empowers families in because they 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 know oh my god I, I could actually I can be doing this at home no problem you know and gives confidence to everyone Absolutely. that it's such a positive experience yeah 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 Definitely. And that they know what to ask for then, you know, if they can no longer go to Flourish and B or they move away, they know that they, you know, a, a salon hopefully will be able to give them what they need once they know what they need. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, um, families themselves. So whether you're the parent of the child or the adult, you, you might not actually know yourself what it is that you need, you know, yes. and then that's where OTs around the country like you don't have to be having a salon like OTs like for people to access occupational therapy and to go through that sensory profile piece and to really explore how you operate and what works for you what doesn't work for you and how you perform at your best like that that's our expertise and like I think people undervalue the profession in the sense that they might come to us for you know environmental adaptions for the wheelchair ramps and rails or fine motor skills for children and writing helping with the handwriting which is all absolutely so so important but I think just generally for people to really understand that we can help you to explore how everything around you impacts your performance you know and it's 
and that and that performance carries out into every industry you know in your work in your school in your relationships how you run a house how you parent how you socialize like all elements of, of what we do as human beings day to day like you know if there's if there's barriers popping up for you that's that's hindering your performance in that area then then that's where you need to reach out to OTs you know and and really explore that side of you um which I think is still obviously we're in the profession so like we're, we're aware of it but I think generally people don't understand that I think it's the million dollar question what does an OT do anyway handwriting skills <laughs> you know basket weaving yeah. you know this kind of stuff like that that's that's still it's still to this day like how old are we as OTs yeah. about the profession and it's it's so much more absolutely yeah. Um, yeah. and and really kind of what you've talked about today really showcases all the different steps and how we break it down and figure out what is the bit that we need to focus on and, and what do we need to change and then how do we um, facilitate and, and support somebody to do what they need to or want to do you've explained it amazingly it sounds like um for flourish and be and, and for yourself Emma you're on a bit of a mission to um change the environment to let people know about um you know autism and, and the fact that they are in different needs and and you know to build stronger communities to support that what can people do or you know how, how do people join you on that mission I suppose look I've worked with hundreds of families that that constantly come to the table with me um to me kind of highlighting just the stress of the day-to-day stuff the day-to-day activity of going shopping the day-to-day activity of getting your hair washed getting your hair cut you know buying a new outfit trying on shoes like this is this is life okay so we can work on all these things at home and in therapy and in school but then you know you we need to carry it on and it like it's not parents are our clients themselves responsibility to adapt and grade and work on things constantly like we're providing services we're providing businesses we're working as part of groups we're working with people of all walks of life all day every day okay not just in school not just at home not just in the shopping center okay so it's everything that you do going to get a tire for your car going like we are working with people all the time and i we all have a responsibility to to upskill and to be more aware and to expand our knowledge base so that we can work with somebody of like any any ability whatever mm-hmm. is going on we should be able to make their experience a positive one okay we don't all need to have clinical backgrounds we all don't need to do phds or diplomas or anything in all these studies okay but we can 100% improve our service like like you know what i mean um yeah we 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 offered our space for again like look we we if we weren't ot led just just as an example so any town can do this so we recently had a carnival um in in Clannacilty, the town where we are um a street carnival great fun like absolutely brilliant um but as you can imagine very loud very busy very very busy they close off the street Um, there's a table the length of the town where everybody comes and they have their tickets and they get their meal and it's just like one big huge massive picnic which is really lovely community spirit um it's great for you know just a, di- a different day inside in the town mm. down one of the streets they'd be um bouncing castles and all these games for kids again really lovely um but very, very overwhelming. So the town is absolutely heaving. So how many towns around Ireland? Uh, the parades, festivals, carnivals, 
markets, farmers markets, you know, all these things, where there's a huge influx of cars, it's very, very busy, there's queues everywhere, you can't, you know, like, how 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 does somebody with sensory differences engage in those activities on that day? Like, there's nothing being put in place. Them. We we actually put our whole um salon as a quiet zone for that day. So um we ceased trading, and what we did was we just we closed the blinds, turned off the lights, all the um projectors and the bubble tubes, and we blew up um kind of beanbag chair not beanbags they blow up kind of soft chairs mm. brought out the headphones we were able to just basically open it up to the public whoever needed it can come in everybody in every town can do that Emma you're based in Clannacilty you said yeah and Flourish and Be then you're launching the academy in September how yeah. do people access that so if, if there are other occupational therapists or hairdressing salons listening to this or parents how do they access Flourish and Be Academy? So um, if so, on the booking system, that's for the appointments, just just regular hair appointments. Um, booksy.com and then we flourish and be.ie is our website. Um, it's being developed at the moment just to include the academy into it. Um, but flourish and be.ie will will get you all the information there. And um, we're on Instagram as well, flourish and be salon, and Facebook as well. Um, and all all the links, all the hyperlinks are on it. Um, my email address is usually the go-to there's usually that consultation piece again so so important what is it that you need what are you looking for you know what issues are you coming up against and then we tailor everything according to that you know um so yeah flourish and be 12 at gmail.com flourish and be.ie it's all it's all on the website and the instagram pages as well amazing I hope that we will see Flourish and Bee popping up in lots of other locations across the country at some stage. Are there plans yeah. to expand? Yeah, that's that's part of the part of the plan. Um, so Clan is our pilot, and we we'll be rolling it out. Um, so we're only open seven months, so we're 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 tweaking things as we go. Like every month, we've something new. Emma, thank you so much for um, talking to us today. I mean, it's such a really interesting um, pilot program and so needed and not just the, the salon, but actually the, the messaging around we can do better and yeah. we need to be more inclusive. And, Absolutely. you know, it doesn't have to affect the bottom line. You know, it just allows more people to access your service, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, it, like, like if we, if we, have which we we have we have like we're booked in for September now but uh, we're actually booked out for September so we're rolling into October for salons but um like if we can get one more business or you know business or or any any industry whatever it is to do something a little bit more uh, we've won you know what I mean that's all for today's episode on the Irish Occupational Therapy Podcast We hope you enjoyed our discussion and found it informative and engaging. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at irishotpodcast at gmail.com or connect on Instagram or Facebook. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss an episode. If you found this episode helpful, please leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. Um, Your feedback is important and helps us to improve the show, so please do leave it. Thank you for listening to the Irish Occupational Therapy Podcast, hosted by myself, Jen Trecek, 
and myself, Aileen Rutledge. We look forward to sharing more insights and knowledge with you in future episodes. Until then, take care.